Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, too. It's just, you know, the last two weeks of House of the Dragon, Andor, and even She-Hulk. Wow. Uh, I know we're going to get into a lot deeper, but uh, it, it's been some good TV. It's, you know, and and I know other shows are going on, like, yep. we, we've talked about that last week with Rings of Power and why we're not currently in Middle Earth at all, um, and then even Stargirl, which I'm, yeah. I'm maintaining, but I am losing focus, um, mm. but I normally do with Stargirl, it's always the second half of the season, yeah. Um, yeah. and no, we haven't watched Werewolf by Night yet, but that is something... I think we plan on covering at the end of this month a little closer yeah. to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched Werewolf by Night. I've been actually, I have overall been very lucky. I haven't gotten spoiled uh, beyond just a general, you know, summary of of characters, but nothing more than I hadn't already didn't didn't know. And uh, yeah, Star Girl. My plan is to get through this amazing content that we have right now with the three shows we're going to be talking about tonight. And then, uh, since she Hulk is cycling off, then I'll, I think I'm a bench to get caught up on star girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking about she Hulk, this is the last, um, she Hulk's the last thing we're going to see before we see black Panther, which is yep. next on the slate. Um, and talking about the slate, well, it was announced this week that Marvel Studios has pushed back the release dates of Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, and Avengers Secret Wars, along with an untitled Marvel film, and they removed one from the calendar that was set for 2026. And all I have to say is, I don't care right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. this this again, this isn't a new thing for Feige to make all these announcements, but then things happen mm -hmm. and he adjusts. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's nothing new, it's nothing to be worried about. It's we're not talking we're talking Disney and Marvel. We're not talking DC and freaking Warner Brothers with all of their stupidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and, and you know, I know they were hopeful that when the Blade director parted ways with the studio and they were hopeful that they could fill that role pretty quickly. But, um, you know, I had, it's sometimes better to take your time and, and mm -hmm. get it right instead of just rushing through because in addition to losing a director, there's been rumblings about issues with the script and, other things for it and even if marsh you know but i guess the big concern now and I, I, you know i've heard chatter on it about whether or not marshalla will be available uh so there's some questions about his schedule and stuff with the pushback but um yeah so it looks like it's getting moved from november 2023 to now september 2024 which of course you know it does have all the cascading effects given that you do have a shared universe like you said they adjust and so things are getting you know pushed back three to six months depending on whatever uh you know you know you probably think, yeah yeah i think it's also a good sign because it just means that blade isn't some weird one-off 
Right. Blade is going to be a pivotal character for the next phase or phases. And so that's why it's having such a ripple effect. If it didn't, I would actually be a little bit more worried and like, well, what does that mean? Hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. And maybe the untitled Marvel film, maybe that's because I know there was, I know we've had it on the run sheet for a couple of weeks, but we kept bumping it off because other things took priority. But uh, I guess Armor Wars is being converted from a Disney Plus show to to a theatrical release. So maybe that'll be that, that'll fill that slot. Or maybe the one that was removed from um, the calendar on 2026, maybe that'll get the one that'll, get that, that'll take that spot. So we'll see what happens there. I did not follow that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Armor <laughs> Wars. Man. I'm like the untitled Marvel film will do this, and then the the one removed will do this, and I'm like, are they both untitled? Yes. Well, well yes. <laughs> but yeah. But you know what I'm saying. It. I. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just poking fun. I know. I know. Um. Uh. The other thing before we get into three shows with a lot to talk about. Um, is that one of our beloved shows is returning now on December 8th. Um, yep. And that would be Doom Patrol. And now I'm mad because I read this backwards. So I read it backwards while Will was trying to explain the shift, the mo- date movement. So so I did not, I was excited because I was like, ooh, yay, Doom Patrol next month. No, no, we're getting Titans next month. We're getting yeah, I get it. Well, I put Doom Patrol first because we love that show. I mean, even though it comes out later and actually they're going to be dropping the first two episodes on December 8th and then it will go until January 5th. Well, and then they'll take a break and then uh, the balance of the season, uh, six remaining episodes will air in some point in 2023. So they're doing a part one, take a break, and then part two will come later. They're going the Stranger Things route. I just yep. hope that they pull off what Stranger Things did because that was still a great season of television. Um, and we needed that break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was good. But so so Titans they're they're coming back November. So I've actually watched a few of these teasers for Titans. Yeah. Um, they're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh Titans. I mean, we'll watch it and I will react, of course, because I mean, if I can make it through this movie that's coming up at the end of this month, a little movie that we've been talking about for years. Mm-hmm. Um Black Adam, if you have to name a name, then I think I can manage another season of Titans and just mocking it in all of its lack of glory. Well, yeah, well, the thing about Titans is it always starts out, lately it starts out very strong, and then it just kind of flames out in the middle, and then and then it ends strong. So hopefully they can just put together a full, coherent season. Man, I I just I feel like you have to watch. Do you even remember last season's finale? Um, vaguely, yeah. Vaguely, <laughs> he heard he said vaguely, and we all know that Will remembers a lot. Yeah. So so yeah yeah, it did not flame out like considering where last season started. It is I I 
that season just makes me angry because it mm-hmm. was so good. And then mm-hmm. it just went down, downhill to the point of it's like, are you sure you're not on CW? Why are you on HBO? Like, why? <laughs> why is this a thing? Um, but there are good things on HBO. And we will talk about the show that everyone is freaking talking about because everyone is watching it despite it airing on Sunday nights <laughs> yep. in America. <laughs> like, during football season. Yeah. Um, House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Tides. Will, how about you start us off in in this episode and wherever you want to start? I will just start with this global big reaction to it, which is this episode effing rocked. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, from start to finish, I was just glued to the television chef's kiss you know as far as just my my overall reaction um you know we we did get a we did get another time jump mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know at, at this juncture i know some people complain about the time jumps and stuff i just roll with it because if you if you're comp- you know we know what we're getting here so if you're still complaining about the time jumps eight episodes and you're just complaining for the sake of complaining <laughs> i mean they, they've, they've been very transparent about it let it go. Seriously, uh, but Will, on that point about this whole, I I hated that headline. I think it was LA Times who's like, episode eight, fix game House of Dragon pacing. Um, pacing. Yeah, I saw that headline. Yeah, I'm like, what? I have watched a lot of television. I have talked about a lot of television. I know what pacing problems are. This mm-hmm. show does not have the pacing issue. It was. Going into it as a viewer, you're not expecting them to do so many time jumps. But if you think about it, the show is still working despite the time jumps. Because to have the level of tension you had in this episode, without war, without fighting, yeah, a guy got his head cut off or half of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, like, yeah, we know what happened. But still... There was such a palpable level of tension because of the family dynamics mm-hmm. that you may not have seen Renera's entire life play out, if, nor would you want to, because so yeah. many people complain about shows being slow. It's like yeah. they are showing you, yes, the highlights of their lives, but the most critical moments that allow an episode like this to play out. Mm-hmm such a way that it's just it's moving there's a lot of tension there's yeah. and like it's just beautiful yeah yeah and to pick up on your point about the the, the politics and the and the and the, the dramatics and you know we 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 get when we get into the story this week you know we start off with renice and we and we you know we've learned that the peace that they have brokered some time ago, uh, you know, conflict is breaking out again. And um, and we learned that Lord Cor- Corliss, it, it has been mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. And so all the things that have been building up, it was just like, well, as soon as I heard about that with Corliss, I was like, oh, boy, you know, they this whole issue about Driftmark and and the, and and also thinking back to how they lost their son 
they've lost their daughter and and now we're getting thinking about Corliss's conversation with um with one of Renee's kids at the funeral about you know all the drift marks don't be yours and, and you know, it it's come to a head and right. just, and 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 so you know so right off the bat this episode is already setting up like you know, legacy and lineage and all the things that and all the politics and the and the and the maneuverings is is coming to a head front and center and it just the episode started that way and then we go to back to king's landing and we and we learn it wait can, yeah, yeah. can i touch on yeah. that opening yeah. um because because i agree with you like i don't think i don't think it's set it up necessarily i think the previous episode set it up and yeah. then this episode right from the get-go it's like no this is happening Corliss. Mm -hmm. you remove him these kids are more vulnerable than ever and i emphasis on kids because renera can handle herself she has damon yeah. um but like me as a viewer i'm more like don't you hurt those kids. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm still like, violence against children, it just makes me feel a certain way. And um, and that's the vulnerability. And so we'll get into Allison and Renera, but that's why they are behaving. Their yep. primary motivation as mother is, is to protect their children yep. um, as they play the most dangerous game there is. Yeah. And um, the thing that I wanted to mention about that opening shot is it's such a freaking fake out because mm -hmm. they don't show you. They just show you the back of the throne. So my mind, I'm like, oh, we're at the Iron Throne. And then right. they keep talking and I'm like, wait, wait. Oh, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> because initially you're like, oh, this is how they're going to kill off um, Viserys? Interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. Corliss who goes and you're like oh okay and and I mean I just can't harp on this enough again with the pacing do we really need to know what was going like do we need to have Corliss around for six years like six more episodes for like this time in between in between last week's episode and this episode because he was that piece where if you remove you you really are putting this issue that has been this looming threat over yep. Renera and her family um, to a head. And that's yep. that's why the time jumps, I, I think it's just silly when people are like, I don't like them. I want more time with these characters. Well, you do, but you also don't want things to drag out unnecessarily. No, exactly, exactly. And you're, you're right. I mean, the, the way they did the fake out and then we get to this place and then it does bring the issue to a head and and Veyman, valerian at that moment was like okay it's time i have you know i have the bloodline and and the i'm the right i should be the rightful heir to to driftmark and you know and, and put release in a, in a spot where you know she you know we we she has to like honor her husband's wishes but then also you know but also has to again reconcile the fact that at that point she still thinks that Renera and Damon were 
the orchestrators of her son's murder. So, well, it, on top of that, in the previous yeah. episode, she tells Corliss to put one of Lena's daughters in charge. Mm-hmm. Like that's the true succession to his throne. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's that's that layer. I thought about more so than the whole killing of, and maybe it's because I know as a viewer, he's still alive. Mm -hmm. So, but I thought that was more interesting and complex and her role. um, They have used princess Rhaenerys in such a masterful way, because I also kept thinking about her conversation with Rhaenyra when, um, I think it was episode three or four when right after yeah, she changed yeah. hair and they have this, this, this exchange. And like, these are two masterful political people who, and, and they like, no one won that argument and no one won in this one where, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rhaenyra's went into this whole situation where, she just has to wait and figure out who's going to come out on top and then take that side. Mm-hmm. Like she's very calculated in everything she does in this episode because um, just because she knew like at the end of the day, it's going to work out in my favor um, yeah. because she's now her daughters or her great granddaughters are betrothed to um, Renera's kids. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, frankly, um, <laughs> considering <laughs> life expectancy. But but yeah, yeah. and, and Vayman, like, I love his speech that he does up until the horror part. Um, but he, I love, I think it's very important, everything he says about this isn't, the um we're not talking about the targaryen house's survival we're talking about um the what is their last name the valerian house the valerian. valerian yeah which i mean listeners correct me if i'm wrong but i don't i remember hearing a lot about valerian steel mm-hmm. in game of thrones but i don't really remember hearing a lot about that house so i yeah. do feel as though this is like like this is the path of an extinction extinction for them. Yeah. Um, which is very sad, but I think is is also very important in when we talk about um Viserys. And my thing with Viserys is that I'm tired of people, reviewers specifically, who are just like, he's just a lame duck king. He's like, but finally in this episode, he was a great king and he did the right thing. That's because in this episode, he didn't, he, he quote unquote played the role of king, but at the end of the day, he was a freaking father and probably the best head of a house that we've ever seen in this show. And I'm, I am including Game of Thrones. I mean, the closest you can get is Ned Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is just, he, he has so much love for his family that the politics he doesn't he doesn't understand he doesn't care about but if it's a threat to his family he will he will lay down the law and cut out people's tongues if he wasn't so old um and sick yeah and po- or poison <laughs> yeah yeah uh, for the milk and the poppy my yeah, point let's talk about- is 
my point is just that it wasn't necessarily a political decision he did in this episode. It was yeah. more about him as a father. And that's why he's been my favorite character yeah. since the beginning. And yeah, I and you, said Patty deserves an Emmy since the beginning. Thank you. You said it since the beginning. You have. You have. <laughs> and, and I, when watching this episode, just. Because I think you're right. I mean, I think all throughout this series, it has, it's for him, you know, he's not necessarily, he's definitely has not been a great, he's been a, he's been a solid king as far as just keeping things, keeping the peace. Right. And because, and even he, I think a few episodes back, you know, he, 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 he pondered his, what his legacy was going to be mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, when they write about me in the history books, you know, I didn't have any wars. I didn't, you know, you know, he, you know, because he had that mentality. You know, it was kind of like that mentality, like, you know, keeping the peace in and of itself is not going to get me recognized for being a great king. I got right. like, I've got to fight wars and battles and shed blood and expand the boundaries of of the you know of the kingdom to you know to be recognized as you know the strong strong king. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, so you had, you know, so you had that piece of, of Viserys, but you're right. The the thing at the, at his core, it, he, he, you know, he realized, he recognizes that he was kind of, this, this, he was the accidental king in a sense, because whenever the decision, whenever things went down earlier between choosing between him and his cousin, he, he was selected. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of Renice. and but you know so but because if all things being equal, if he could abdicate and things would be cool, he 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 would probably be fine with not being the king. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he would oh. ever advocate. He's well, he too much abd- of a Targaryen to do that. Yeah, true, true. But I'm just saying, just from a just from an academic like standpoint. But you're right. I mean, as far as that Targaryen line lineage and backbone yet he's not going to do it but that being said you know from the very you know they they established from the very beginning of this of this show his love for his family Mm -hmm. from the time emma you know having to make that hard call about do i save the baby or do i save emma and you know and you know you saw the you know the anguish there as far as hope, you know, doing this act will, you know, hopefully you know, the, the, the care that he had for his family. He wasn't thinking that, you know, yes, he was thinking about it from a standpoint of a king at that point, as far as carrying on a Targaryen line. But he was also thinking of as a husband and a father about trying to keep his family whole. And then, of course, obviously Emma and the baby died. And he only had all, all he had left was Renera. So right. he, he he made sure that moving forward, whatever happens, he was going to make sure that at least you know he was going to be a father first. And you know, and he and he and he struggled with those issues throughout the series. And it and it built up to this moment that when we had the amazing scene in the throne room. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so 
just to go back to that first episode and that decision, um, he, I don't think he did it. He didn't, we have to remember the conversation him and Allison have, I think in episode three by the fire. Mm. And he talks about his guilt of that decision because it was his obsession that led to the love of his life's death. Mm-hmm. His obsession, not with being king, but thinking, but this prophecy, the true burden that the um, the the king or queen or who is ever in charge and their Targaryen is this prophecy mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, my kid, my son, my Aegon, like Jesus Christ, stop naming your kid that, yeah, um, really. will will be the hero. Guys, you're 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 way too far in the past for that to be true. <laughs> Winter isn't here yet. Um, but it's that obsession that led him to not only make that decision, but I think um, Emma had said that she had maybe five, like watched five of her kids die mm-hmm. um, due to complications at birth. Um, and then he was his resolve after that sacrifice was i'm i'm going to honor her by making her daughter my heir mm-hmm. and and in this episode you see an and a beautiful moment um that i was not expecting was but it makes all the sense in the world because of the position this is the most vulnerable renera has ever been yeah and the fact that she has that conversation with him and asks him like and says i don't even think i want it anymore i this is a, such a burden and and then blames him like it's uh, the there's a beautiful irony to this character viserys because he is a fabulous father mm-hmm. and yet his actions and decisions have totally destroyed his family and the people he loves the most. Mm-hmm. And and looking back at it, that makes the very first like the very first episode telegraphs this. Like mm-hmm. this guy you're going to like, but he ultimately is going to be the demise of his family. Like he kills his wife in the first episode and now unfortunately, due to a fever dream, he has Allison and Renera now back at odds and likely to kill each other's children. So yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> Good yeah. job, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and that's, um, he, yeah, at the end of the day, he, he is a very tragic, tragic character in that regard. And, and, it, and whenever he was having to make these choices and, and, uh, and that very moving moment between him and Renera that evening, whenever you know, whenever she was asking about the legacy, the prophecy again, mm-hmm. and 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 questioning whether or not she has the fortitude to continue with this because she is, you know, it, it has worn her down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, she every, made all the stupid decisions, and they all caught up to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's much, very much her father's daughter in some regards in that that way. Um, with not thinking, you know, with, uh, as far as decision-making, but, um, but, you know, whenever he had that moment, the, the, the throne room moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
and because uh, uh, having to i guess double down on strengthening her claim because he you know once he got out of the out of, out of the opium fog because I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's basically what it was right he you know he was thinking clearly he's like i i've got to do this and 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 again reinforces to everyone um that she's she is the legitimate heir and those children are the legitimate heirs to the throne and and to the and, and you go back to Vaman, you're right his speech was very powerful as far as they're in a throne room when when he was questioning if you questioned the king like and everyone you guys are doubling down this like this this lie and and your your lie is going to destroy my line mm-hmm. and you know so it was just so many you know again but because of the decision that was made years right. prior, all that came to a head in that throne room. Right. And it yeah. was just it, it, it was just a glorious moment. And and then and and as far and, and just a wonderful storytelling. I mean, it's just everything yeah. about that was just just, just the, the 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 walk uh, the, the 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 pain. I mean, it was like all you know. It, all the the how Viserys has withered away. It just seemed like he was he was truly the physical. You know, he became the physical manifestation of all the all all the stuff that has ha- happened. <laughs> yeah, the weight of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. The it, it it it's it's a very glorious cinematic moment, and that will win the director an Emmy for sure. Yeah, yeah, or just, just yeah. that shot alone. Um, what I, what I, when I think about this episode and that scene in particular, um, is that to the storytelling really shows or this is such a well written show. Because when you're watching it, you're not thinking about the um, what will happen or what should happen. And I will admit, there was not a single moment where I'm like, oh, Viserys is going to show up and save the day. Yeah. No. no. And I don't think that any viewer who oh. likes the show had that thought. And that's why the moment that those doors open, we are just as shocked as mm-hmm. Renara and Allison. Yep, I like, was. We are, we are just like, holy shit. Yep, this <laughs> I was. Is going, I was not expecting this. Part of me wanted to see Renara like, like get a little bit about what's coming to her. But I'm also very delighted to see this old man make his way to the throne and like his last big act is to solidify his grandfather or grandson's um, lineage. But it just, I, I, I thought it was so great because 
there are so many conversations that lead up and and the the pieces are all aligned for mm. exactly what Renera says to to Renera it's just like girl I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and just watch you fall so good luck with that <laughs> I'll be <Yeah>. on my way <laughs> and and we believe it um and so hats off to everyone all of the actors who allowed us to believe that so that we could have that moment of shock just as yeah. them as characters did yeah you're right because when renice and renera had that conversation in the courtyard yeah i was just like well well right yeah. and then you yeah. even have renera that's after that scene she goes to her father mm -hmm. and you're just like this is not oh god this yeah. is and I'm like, I keep thinking to myself, this isn't the penultimate episode. Like, yeah. what, what is happening right now? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and 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 you would think you're just like, okay, I get it, I get why everyone's talking about Patty, but no, there is even a better scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he was playing handicapped. I mean, literally, the character had one eye. Mm -hmm. And yet, through that one eye, you saw during the dinner scene mm. everything this man went for, or or what the his whole pathos like played out in those moments and his speech, and that he just he like he doesn't want them like of all people they should never view him as king they should view him as a man who loves them yeah. and oh my god it was just it, yeah. it's just, it's so masterful and like i said yeah. he was he had one eye mm -hmm. i mean damon had both of his eyes in that whole silent movie episode he did y'all but but patty just took it to a whole fucking other level in this episode he totally did uh, yeah i mean the, the, the dinner party scene yeah it's equally as 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 Compelling because you're you're right. I mean, he the the motion and you're you're right. At the end of the day, yes, I am king. But in that moment, I am your father. I am your grandfather. We are at peace. <laughs> I'm laughing because of all of the memes about the Targaryen. <laughs> yes, especially the I'm your cousin. I'm your father. Your brother. Your sibling. Your, your your, your uncle, uncle, your nephew, your great nephew. <laughs> so complicated. And oh yeah, I'm the other one who's named Aegon. <laughs> yeah, Aegon, Aegon A, Aegon B. I mean, we're gonna have to do that, especially as we move forward. Aegon. <laughs> when, when, when I, yeah, yeah, the the rape is Aegon, and the um, and then the yeah, but uh, yeah, that but that scene um. Yeah, Patty um, just killed it. I mean, he did, and just the the the, the emotion, and you know, the, he you know he, he knew that his end was closer, truly closer. I mean, uh, that than than ever before, and he was just like, you know, grant this dying man his his last wish of right. just let's just all be at peace. You know, it's funny now that we're talking about it um just how smart it was to start this episode with Corliss death um because it was that first strike against the truth actually coming out or mm -hmm. people actually making moves 
um, and using this lie against Renera um, and her succession. And and in this episode, to end with Viserys, um, I think death. However, we've been we've been counting his death for a while. I'm uh, pretty he, sure. I'm yeah, pretty said, that, the director confirmed it. She said, yeah, okay. He, yeah. Okay. Um, but and about how in this dinner scene, like they do get along. There's a lot of speeches. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of speeches. Um, and there is joy and and there is forgiveness between Renera and Allison in the yeah. best way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the moment he leaves. Oh, yep. The shit's back on. <laughs> it, it just, it, all it takes is for a pig to come out on the table. Yep. And um, this is, this is again where like, okay, it's been six years. Can somebody explain to me how Eamon looks like he, he grew up 10 years and Aegon looks like he grew up maybe five years. Like Aegon is older than Eamon. Okay. Also, what, what did we, and this is where maybe I would appreciate less time jumps, but. We saw them make fun of Aegon for not having, or Aemon for not having a dragon one time with a pig. Mm-hmm. And that guy is still holding that against these little kids. He has the biggest dragon in the world. Like, what the fuck? Get over your childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But he also lost, yeah. And, yeah, and he's like, and he lost an eye, but he gained a dragon. So why is he still holding on to this? But I think, I think there's something else. I just. As he's very cool. He's so much like his uncle, his great yeah. uncle. I don't know how that works anymore. But, yeah. um, and I love his delivery, the actor who plays him, when he says, hello, nephews. Like, that's mm-hmm. such a great ne- a great line. Um, but I just, my one thing that I wish was done maybe a little differently would be for that, 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 um, that to be less, like, oh, you made fun of me when I was a kid, so now I'm gonna like taunt you over the. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah, you know what? What you know? As I was sitting here thinking about the physical differences and stuff, and I think in a way, having Amon being the more um, physically, you know, one bigger, taller, more adept at fighting because you know he is like you know he is he is, he is like Eamon. huh you mean Eamon? yeah Eamon, yeah okay. why yeah him taller and stuff is because i think Aegon. this i think it's just it's again how they how to use a physicality here because you know Aegon, alice's Aegon, i should be, be clear is um you know, when we've seen him, he's, you know, he's been goofing off, jerking off to, you know, out out the window, you know, getting drunk at the funeral. And, you know, now, you know, also like now raping, you know, the maidens at the, the assistants and stuff at the castle, you know, and then the character is a very like, you know, kind of weakish looking, impish looking dude who's just like, huh. Like, you know, it's like, this is what happens when we have inbreeding, you know, kind of deal with the way he's, and then Amund is, has ended up being a very physically strong, you know, definitely took the lessons that he got from, um, 
Sir Corla, Sir Sir um, Kristen. He's a good fighter. I mean, you know, I was when that whole scene went down in the, in the at the dinner party and and when Damon stepped up to Eamon, and I was like, man, they're about to throw down. And because I, I that, you know, that's the fight, that's the showdown that you know, because he, he, you can see he he wants he he's ready to, he, he's he's ready he's ready to throw down throw fist. And so I think that's part of why they have the two brother, you know, the way they have aged up the brothers to show that that difference, you know, not only from a behavioral standpoint, but also from a physical standpoint to just show you like this other brother, even though this one brother has supposed to be the, the first heir, the second brother here, sort of like William and Harry in the real in the real world. Well, Harry got all the good looks, but William, you know, but, but William's the heir. <laughs> it's um it's what I mentioned last week about how these two brothers parallel the older brothers, mm-hmm. Viserys and Damon. Yeah. Like they're they're parallel. So yes, the older brother, the one who's gonna be the hair the um potential king with the succession, the first son, sorry, that's the better way to put it. The first son mm-hmm. is going to be weaker because he's more like his father, while the second son is like all of the second sons we've got to know over the past eight episodes, yeah. um, who probably should be the rightful heir, but too bad they were born late. Yep. And I just, I think, I think part of the reason why he doesn't care about tournaments is because he's got his eye on a different thing. And, and um but whatever yeah. um yeah so what else so allison and renera yeah. um the i think we talked about that yeah yeah, yeah their forgiveness but yeah but also but how the how you know they had their peace they made their forgiveness and then just seeing how the generational stuff you know all their tensions and fighting and stuff is is now been cast onto the, the next generation and they're just going to continue to fight. So what do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 the uncles and the nephews and the, 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 the fighting over the crown. Over well, the yeah, because, because Allison now has it in her mind that, that her Vis- Viserys wanted Aegon to be king. Yeah, because of, yeah. so she wants to uphold that, right? Because yeah, if if that didn't happen, I don't think that she would have any problem with Renera being queen. No, it would not. No, it definitely would. Otto would have a problem because Otto is the villain of this show. Yeah, Otto definitely would. Um, but yeah, but and but with the Sarah's speech, yeah, they they really did put a put a truce to their their conflict but 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 it wasn't Viserys's speech it was Rhaenyra's speech to Allison which was the first time that she ever acknowledged everything that Allison has done for her father and her family yeah 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 thank you and I think at the end of the day that's all Allison wanted it was just acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of of her servitude and what she's been put through as having to remain the loyal wife while her husband and her son are just like out there and whatever. But I don't think Viserys ever cheated, but 
that's not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think. Speaking of, speaking of cheating, so the Damon's old mistress like showed made an appearance. Oh, is that who she was? I believe so. Okay, because I was thinking it might have been someone from Dorne. Mm. Which is a family we haven't met yet. Um, okay. I'm familiar was... with their family. Yeah. But, I... yeah. I thought it was the old mistress because it was because the, uh, the lady from one of the um, assistants from the, from the Driftmark, from the castle... Went to her, went to her place, and was like giving her all the tea as far as what what, what was going on there. So I yeah. thought, it was, so but I, I I'm just like I didn't I didn't take away that she like that scene that woman felt very calculated, like yeah, she, it, she's after a marriage or something. She's after having her seat at that table. Um. Well, and so the that reason, makes me think it's one of the royal family, or not the royal families, but one of the high families. High families, yeah. Only reason why I thought maybe it was um, one of Damon's, I thought it was Damon's old mistress was that they, maybe she had sired, he had, they had sired a child, and right. it will just be another threat to Renera's legitimacy. Yeah. I mean, he, he has other children. They're roaming yeah. around. Yeah, and true. everybody yeah. knew he... Anyways, yeah. maybe. Um, this any way they can, they can make, you know, things even more convoluted <laughs> as far as... Uh, well, I mean... And threats, and threats to to Renera, uh, you know, Renera's claim. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, all right. On that note, uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go Star Wars or She-Hulk? Uh, let's go to Star Wars. Okay. Let's go to Star Wars because I this episode. Wow. I you you start this time. Um. Okay. So Andor. Um. As much as I like this episode, and I fully watched it, I was engaged the whole entire time. It is definitely my forgotten show this week because mm. we just got done with almost an hour discussion about House of Dragon and She Hulk. Um, recency bias. I just watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, not a lot happened in this episode of Andor, but so much happened in this episode. It It is a, um, this episode included all of the reasons why I really like Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it wasn't about the rebels talking about doing something. They actually did something. Um, and the stakes felt far more real in this episode, even though I knew like not all of these, not all of Andor's crew was going to make this out of it alive. I still felt the urgency, the, um, the stakes more so than I did when Obi-Wan went on to some ship to get back Leia Mm -hmm. because he has the force and these people don't. Um, these people are true fighters, and it truly felt like a heist slash war movie again. Um, and and the tension was just there um, as you as you watched everyone from the get go 
realize what they were doing um, from that scene with Andor and um, not, uh, Nimic um, in the beginning um, talking about um, about why they were doing this and just and and need I don't know what they're talking about they're talking about something really smart yeah Nimic Nimic was Nimic was he had trouble sleeping and yeah then, he had trouble sleeping yeah and yeah because you know, Andrew was like you know it was a whole thing about the true believer and you know and whereas you know and whether or not Nimic was like, well, you know, maybe we could just be like, you know, we could just hire people, like, you know, be mercenaries. And, and, and Andrew was like, no, well, or I guess Clem is his alias, but he was like, no, you know, the Empire doesn't care about you, or they don't, you know, it's, it was a lot of things where he was just like, no, 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 no. Um, you're, you're on the right path, kid. Just, just, but, uh, but yeah, I, that you know, the, we 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 knew he was going. That kid was, you know, the manifesto writers are always going to be the ones who are going to get it first, even though he didn't get it, he first. Didn't get it first. But as I said, they they did. That's what one of the things I did like about this episode because they, you know, there we knew going in that people were not going to come out of this thing, mm-hmm. and 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 it was like, but they turned it on his head in the sense that. Um, it, it it didn't go down like the, how you thought it was going to go, and I appreciated that as far as 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 the episode progressed, and especially as the as the the, the fight, the firefight when the heist was discovered by the the lax radio operator. Um, how that all went down, and um, I was like, hey, the kid made it, but then he gets taken out by like the currency, which is like a whole nother like. Uh, it, it, I guess allusion to the to the crushing weight of the empire. You know, it may not it may not necessarily be a blaster that takes you out, but it's just like the the the, the currency of the of the of the, of the empire. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, it's um Tarman who dies first, which we find out in this episode that he was a former um stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool, and. Yeah, um, I feel like I wasn't, it was just, a, it was a good episode. If I, I I think pretty much if you liked Rogue One and you've been watching this show, this episode parallels most of what went on in Rogue One. I feel like it was, um, yeah, I, I, actually I think it's better than Rogue One in some regards. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, uh, because I, th- I think... You know, you know, and it's the, I guess it's the difference between obviously the, between a TV show and a movie and a TV show where you can really, ex, you know, where we've had, and I like with these the way they've structured the series, it's like each you know with the three episode arcs, we really get engaged and and um, with these characters and 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 come to you know having have an affection for these characters um and 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 what i liked about this this particular arc even better than the the first three episode arc uh was the how they really this was the one where they really got into the depths of like why the empire is is so bad (laughs) 
mm-hmm. as far as how they were treating the natives on the planet. Because, I mean, you know, we got some of that in the first three episodes, you know, just showing how, like, the planet that Andor was marooned on uh, with the big, the, you know, the strip mining and all that kind of stuff and the, and the corporate security elements. But here, you know, you, you saw the xenophobia, you saw the racism and the colonialism. Really, I mean, you know, that, the empire has always been an allegory for, like, you know, great, you know, evil empires or empires of the past and, and how colonialism is, right? I mean, that's what that's what made the tradition, the, you know, original Star Wars so good is because, you know, because you had those elements and, you know, and with turning the Jedi and stuff, it kind of got, that kind of element got kind of taken away a bit. Uh, here, it's, it's front and center. I mean, how they're like talking about the natives, how the commandant and the colonel were standing there, you know, fat and happy. I can't help. Every time I see that scene, I always think about the Andor trailer uh, with whenever uh, he was making a narrative about the Empire. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Gorn standing back there behind those two two guys and, you know, Gorn, uh, you know, how his where he had his epiphany whether it was, you know, we learned, again, learning about these characters, why did it come to the rebellion to begin with? For him, it was because another Imperial officer stole his potential mate. And, 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 and so while they're doing these discussions about the people and how the Donny have, like, you know, gone from 500 down to 50 and how they're going to exploit them to build the Death Star later, and, you know, it was... The, the disdain there and so you know we see how bad the empire is but then they also make these characters three-dimensional because then the commandant is like going home to his his family because and, and you know talk you know trying to encourage his son to wear the you know the, the suit and and you know, he's trying to put his belt on and stuff and his wife's like you know yeah well maybe gain some weight you know and it's like the, you know the, those those true to life moments like you know remind you that even even the even the evil doers you know are still people and they have families and they they you know it, you know it, it, it's it's easier to than them just being just this abstract mustache trolley villain so i think that's what I, what i've been enjoying about this series because then when things do go down it's just like the stakes and the the you know the what the development it just really gives a good payoff storytelling wise and so it's just like and I, I was like when i was watching this episode last night i was like on the edge of my seat for the full 40 minutes or however long it was because i just didn't know what was going to come next i mean i knew what was going to come but the way they folded this heist was completely different from how i expected it to go right um i was not expecting for andor to kill skeen mm-hmm. i thought that whole scene was a bit weird um i don't think they it just came out of so such nowhere for skein to be um tell like like i felt a bit betrayed um because of everything what you just said about the previous episodes we get we got to know these characters and have affection for them and even at the beginning of this episode, Skeen comes off as being a good guy. He's the yeah. one who's like, we got to go to the doctor. Um, 
But I guess that makes a bit more sense now why he was really pushing for that, especially if he wanted to take the money and run for himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he needed Andor and Andor realizing that this is his chance to escape and get out of this mess. But at the same time, like he doesn't want Skeen to get away because um, Skeen is in it for for very selfish reasons. Um, So he kills him. Um, which I don't know. There was just something about it where I was like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What, what is happening right now? Like, I love gray characters, but there was just something about it where I felt very, um, just kind of like, really? You went, he, you did this. Um, okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, see the ski, the the whole thing with ski, it was, they kind of, you know, they kind of set it up with, with the... Um, I'm not saying they didn't set it up. I It yeah. just didn't work as well. It didn't work fully for me. Like, it was ah, maybe okay. 60% there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. The overall I, execution, I was just like, hmm, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I it didn't. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I I could see. I I see your point there. I mean, it, it worked for me. It did mm-hmm. work for me. But but I could see how just looking at it object, trying to you know step it back a little bit. I I could see where it was not as full. Maybe it could have baked a little bit better. Um, but um, uh, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I I get why Andor wanted to like, you know, he was totally like in it for the money and and i think luthan kind of i mean i think that's probably why he put him with this group because he, at the end of the day he knew andor would get the job done um as far as following through with the heist itself but at the you know but but he was also hopeful that maybe he, you know he could he could, this will sort of, and this will probably be the evolution of Andor as far as like baby steps. You know, he's not going to be all into the rebellion because of one mission. And I, and I think that was sort of why they had him, you know, take his 30,000 credits and, and go. Because I think otherwise, one mission doesn't make a, make, make a rebel. <laughs> no. No, but but I, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, that's still the biggest mystery there is, is why Luthen wanted Andor. Mm. And what, why, why is he important to him? Um, because I did, what did work for me was that scene with Luthen and the realization that the plan worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great scene. That, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, and it fully worked for me. And. And, um, and, and I mean, like I said, everything that happened on Dr. Planet, it worked except for the skein, skein change, like that, that Mm. flip Mm. for whatever reason, like all of Andor's actions, they make sense. Um, Val's actions make sense in that moment. Um, and in fact, uh, pretty much everything that plays out makes sense except for the flip. And I don't know why exactly. 
Um, guys, you just heard me ramble for 15 minutes about House of Dragon. I've been clearly thinking about a different show. So I haven't had as much time to process um, yeah. um, why that didn't work for me. But um, that's my honest opinion. Um, yeah. Anything yeah. else before we get into She-Hulk's finale? Uh, you know, a couple other quick things. The, um, you know, I think Luthen, speaking of Luthen, and Mon Mothma and the Rebellion itself. I mean, this was what I really also enjoyed about this episode was the fact that this was like the first part of the setting a stage for the Rebellion itself because it was just like clearly their first big win and like Luthen's reaction, like, oh, this shit, oh my, this actually worked. So it was clear that this was, you know, they've been doing, you know, and, and Daedra has been talking about you know, the various little one-offs here and there. But this is really their first big, big win that, that sets things up for, for future. And it ties back to some of the conversations that Luthen and Mamatha had earlier at this arc, uh, just trying to get resources and money. And then her speech in the Senate, of course, I think of Star Wars Rebels, uh, because, you know, the, the group that she was talking about as far as introducing the bill um, later plays a role in her getting um, take, rescued by by the 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 crew and 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 star wars rebels and 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 so you know so again the the whole world building and how things are just sort of like just like about we're soon to go to the mcu how interconnected and how they're built how they really are building out this world and building out this universe as far as this period of star wars that um you know that makes for me it makes it's filling in it's filling in those gaps as far as what you know what happened before new hope and, and they're doing it in a way that like really does justify having a show like andor which i think a lot of people were wondering well why are you doing this prequel about a character who was in a movie we already knew his his fate this is why the episodes like this where they really are building out the building out the rebellion I think really worked and then and then last it's just just how beautiful the episode was from from a, the the with the eye itself um you know and 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 the escape when the tie fighters and 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 all it, I just it just blew me away I mean I just I, I can't wait to watch this episode again uh because it was just Probably, you know, this episode and the way this series is going each week, I am getting, you know, and it, it, it since we haven't finished the series yet, I can't redo my rankings. But if the things continue the trend the way they have been trending, I mean, this series is going to like definitely may break into my top three as far as my live action Star Wars list. It already has for me. Yeah. Um, and I remain lukewarm on it. So that tells you something. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on to She-Hulk, the finale. Um, I like this finale. Um, I know why it's controversial. I know why there's a debate about it, which just the debate about it sums up the debate about the entire season. But yep. for me, <laughs> I don't know why, but, but I like Kevin and I like um, the breaking of the fully breaking of the fourth wall in a way that I never saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand the flaws in this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there are flaws in it. And and I and I honestly thinking about it, I shouldn't like this finale. I really shouldn't. I should be mad about it because you know what? They didn't really show her resolving anything. They just mm-hmm. everything was resolved. <laughs> yeah, that was my that's my, my my first note that I wrote down actually. <laughs> I yeah. was like was he didn't he, he, Yes, it reminded me. My note was: it reminds me of Falcon and Winter Soldier with the whole issue about racism and stuff. Here it was sexism and misogyny and everything, and they just built all that stuff up in last episode, and they completely ignored this episode. It pisses me off, but I did like the episode. <laughs> I wouldn't say they completely ignored it for because because of everything that happened in the first ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it, yeah, but I mean. No, but, but it was the, it the was, actual resolution. They completely yeah. ignoring actually addressing that issue that they were getting, wanting had been talk, talking about, and it's it's not even that. It's just like you don't really see like okay, so she comes back, and then everyone's being arrested. Why yeah. is everyone being arrested? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like what? And all oh, all of a sudden she's free. Well, why is she free? Like it doesn't, it, it, they, they made, they put, um, they took away everything that she had, um, she had her powers, her job. She, she put her back to, um, square one, which we saw play out, I think, in the second episode. Um, but then they quickly, they escalated it to the point where we all saw what was, what was coming with Intelligente and everything and, and mm-hmm. Todd Phelps. Um, we didn't, I, I wasn't really, I did think it was interesting that Emil has been, um, been uh, speaking at various engagements and um, as abomination, mm-hmm. which is another thing they didn't really explain. Like, okay, so he's going back. Because, but how was he not setting off the alarm on his inhibitor? Like exactly. the whole episode where it did. So maybe, maybe that's what really happened in that episode. But anyways, um, despite all of these flaws, I really like the whole Kevin thing. I, the, they fully committed to break her breaking the fourth wall to where you see her and then she, she's in the guy for a moment i thought my power had gone up (laughs) why am i on the disney menu yeah um it did work we see her and and she like the i just there's something so charming about tatiana in this role Mm -hmm. as jennifer and um that and and i'm sure people have said it that can only rival how charming Ryan Reynolds is as Deadpool. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to pull that off Mm -hmm. um, and make, and still be likable that when, after she got all of her wishes and then she, they were alluding to like Easter eggs and like what they wanted to do and why, and when are we going to get the X-Men? Like, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I am Jen. Jen is me. Thank you. This is how I would act if I was in a room with, quote-unquote, Kevin. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, I was. I was reading. Kevin was cool with the whole idea too. Except the only thing he, only thing he said, Kevin Feige said that he, he, he didn't think made any sense was why would a robot wear a hat? So they just they've compromised and like I guess the, if you look at the the lens yeah. and stuff, they do the, kind of a visor to be. <laughs> but other than that, uh, right. yeah. Uh, but. No. Uh, I know, yeah, the best line of arguably maybe this season. I like to smash things. Yeah. <laughs> I smash my walls and I smash Matt Murdock. Murdock. <laughs> oh my God, it was such a great line. Yeah. It just, it took me back to how I felt seeing him do the walk of shame in the previous mm-hmm. episode. But now you know what they did, Will. You yeah. know what they did. If we don't get Devil Hulk or she devil in the devil season mm-hmm. there will be riots there will be riots in the street kind of. yeah <laughs> kevin yeah kevin will have yeah kevin will have a, a lot of angry angry fans his way if that doesn't happen but uh yeah I, you know i the the only thing as far as i don't know I, it was super meta. I mean, and, I, and you're right. Whenever the thing clicked back to, to the to the Marvel selection screen on Disney Plus, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it got me too. I was like, wait a minute. Um, but I don't know. So, I, it's. I mean, this was done in a comic. I mean, John Byrne had the moment where she rips out the, you know, rips kicks through and like tells John Byrne, the comic book writer. Um, Dude, what do you tell you know? What do you t- you know tell us how to resolve the story? So all these things were were, were based in the, in the comic. So it wasn't um, so if, if people were grumbling about that, then they're they're missed you know they're they're missing the point. Um, it, it, I, you know, it almost but almost felt like it was like fourth wall, but also it was almost like like a new episode <laughs> instead. So it was like part fourth wall, but also so, but but also like I'm step, you know, but I'm going to, you know, remember like I guess it was sort of like uh, what was like nine oh two one oh when they had a show about making the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we did that, we did a, I think we we potted about that when it, they had their reboot a few years ago, and I felt that 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 was kind of vibe that I was getting to. It was like okay, I'm gonna have a show about making my show. So right. Um, and, but, but I did, other than, you know, the first place, you know, place where I did laugh out loud was, you know, whenever she was addressing the writer's room and actually, you know, the, the, the head writer and showrunner, she was, she was actually in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, so I was like, okay, this is working. And then, but the Kevin, but when I went to Kevin itself and then, and, and it, it, that's when it like, I really like, okay. I'm on board with this, especially when she kicked it out. And then she's like, hmm, let me pick assembled. <laughs> I was like, um, as far as, you know, cutting through there, um, it, um, it it did work. The only thing, like I said, I mean, um, the only other, I mean, as far as like things that I did have, I guess, I don't even know if it's issues or what, maybe some issues with was just like the ending, um, just the way Hulk just kind of, dropped in uh with his son um you know they were just kind of teasing stuff clearly for for future for future uh 
future uh, projects. But but I don't know if I had a. It was kind of like the the ending just seemed kind of like kind of mishmash to me. So I mean, it was great with the family and them like all um, really mad at the picnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I got I got a lot of like you know the things that I really enjoyed about like for example Miss Marvel that that was there in that kind of scene too because it was like okay these are just normal things that normal people do and um so i really like that aspect of the, of the end of the episode um uh, but uh and then the, the only the other big plus for me was just the uh just just thinking about just from, from my dates from being a kid was the uh how they started out the episode using the classic uh, incredible hulk um show, lead it opening uh to open up this episode right uh, yeah that was just with, with with bill bixby and 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 um using that was just just brilliant stroke i mean everything about the finale actually for me it actually worked and again what i talked about when we first started talking about the show weeks ago when you know it unapologetically knows what it is and and when it stays to that that's what i really like the show and i felt like episodes four to seven were was where i kind of got off that because it just seemed like to meander and, and and get away from those strong elements that that it started out with but then these last two episodes got back to it and you know i was like i felt satisfied with the with the finale Yes, but he hated how everything was solved. So he What's that? <laughs> Nothing. You um the one thing that I forgot to mention when we talked about Kevin um was the brilliant exchange about oh, were you expecting a man? Mm-hmm. Because again, as much as they forget about addressing the points, they still manage to have these subtle like yeah. like sexism, like jokes or or um subtext in the dialogue um but it's not a man it's a machine (laughs) (laughs) no but i'm glad you brought that up because i you know now that i think about it and and reflect on it more yeah where i was saying it felt like they built up a lot of these things in the beginning you know with the last episode but then kind of discarded discarded them a bit they did it you're, you're right they did do they did address it it's just it's it wasn't the preachy Sam Wilson way that that the Falcon and Soldier, but it was like, like, like you said, like with the Kevin, I mean, that. that I, think, yeah, they, I think overall, again, this season sums up a lot of discussion of the entire, or this episode sums up a lot of the discussion that we've had about the entire season is that the show. It, 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 there's the story, there's the the aspect of the show that led to the finale with um, Titania busting in and the yeah. Hulk busting in. And then there's the show that led to her breaking the fourth wall and being like, um, I don't like what's happening right now. This is so, so many tropes. Like everyone's all is coming. They don't want this. They want something else. I think we've always been on board when the show is something else and um, all of the really smart jokes, the not slapstick jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it never and hopefully now that we've um, finished the first season hopefully season two can be more along the lines of having those elements about what we really did like about this this character and this world that they've built um, as she progressed especially now that she's fully embraced herself as She-Hulk um, yeah. having to live without being her for a day or two um, for probably a few weeks but the uh, I mean my my one complaint is just I really like seeing Wong um, but where <laughs> the heck was Madison okay she yeah. should have poked her head out okay yeah. that yeah. should have been a thing like if we don't get Wongers and Madison back, like again, Kevin, there will be riots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially given that they use they use Madison in the in the promos for the week. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was so I was just sitting there. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I always like Wong and Abomination, but where's Madison? Where's Matt? Because because I know Neil Blonsky is going to turn into Abomination so quickly when Madison starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> like man so no overall um i like the finale i there's there's something about it and i and i think it's mainly resides in the charm of tatiana mosley mm -hmm. um but i i overall like the show despite the very at obvious flaws and um i'm not in denial of them um, but, but, you know, sometimes we like bad television. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I need to get going. I'm clearly delusional. So on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk on Twitter, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And um, special note for listeners, we will not be on next week. Um, we are going to do a special House of Dragon penultimate finale um, on Monday in two two weeks. So we will be off next week, and then you'll get an early episode where we are able to finally talk House of Dragon for full, full hour, hour. <laughs> 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 which we'll need considering we've already spent so much time talking about it but on that note you can find me at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at cena nerd friend us on facebook follow us on instagram and visit our website www.cenanerdpodcast.com but most importantly rate follow and comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube google Podcasts, or wherever the heck you get your podcast good night geek out and you're welcome